cannabis topics in less than 10 minutes. Let's go. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of The Dime. I'm Brian Fields, and with me, as always, is Kellen Finney. And this week, we got a very special guest, Paul Weaver, head of cannabis at the Boston Beer Company. Paul, thanks for taking the time. How are you doing today? Brian, Kellen, nice to, nice to see you again. Thanks for having me. I guess just to kind of kick it off, you are the head of the cannabis at a big alcohol company. How is it received amongst the cannabis industry? Are you looked at as an ally, or are you looked at as pretty much enemy number one? <laughs> Well, I don't know what people say behind our backs. So perhaps <laughs> after I, I come off, you guys just start shit talking me and our global ambitions. But no, I think like one, I think representing kind of craft beer, representing high quality drinks, there is a, a difference Boston beer brings to a conversation than other beer companies. So I don't think all beer companies are the same, but our team, our staff, how we've built out our, our team is a lot of experienced cannabis pros. You know, I worked at Canopy Growth Corporation for a number of years as their director of innovation. We have people who've worked for cannabis extraction companies and we're, we're really funded and owned by a, a beer company. Our pedigree is pretty hardcore cannabis. And I think that just allows just a, a sense of self-awareness. So we're well aware of perceptions towards us and, and how alcohol could be viewed. And we just try and be self-aware when we talk about our parent company and how, what we bring to the space. But no, I would say generally people are pretty up up for what we're doing and they like what our brand stands for and so far so good i think the the most important aspect is that it's the first kind of foray into the market from like a, a big standpoint right like not everyone comes in and announces their presence but your team has a division and I'd like you to talk about kind of your role there specifically and, and how it kind of works to not only help kind of knock down the barrier for beverages but help bring kind of the innovation from cannabis to a big alcohol company yeah, I mean, there's things that work on both sides. So, you know, we have the benefit of a lot of resources of product development, liquid development, packaging, even just like supply chain and installing new equipment. We have a lot of resources that we can bring to being more efficient and more polished in terms of what, what we can do in the cannabis space, just based on, you know, 40 years of, of highly refined process. And it's kind of cool to see how we've we brought in a little bit of stuff to, uh, to the Boston beer side. So one of the first things we did was amend our company's drug and alcohol policy to be mindful of cannabis use, you know, like no longer mandatory testing for cannabis consumption and recognizing signs of impairment, acknowledging that we're now through Canada, also a cannabis company. And I think just kind of introducing the boring paperwork parts of, of it all, you know, like we've been welcomed with open arms in terms of our company and we're able to bring a lot of what they do to the cannabis side. Is that a leadership move? Is that somebody at the top of the organization that is interested in doing that? Or is that more of an internal champion that's pushing that up to the top and saying, hey, <laughs> I think this is something that we need to expand our organization with? To get into cannabis just generally? Correct. Yeah, it's top down. Like one of the nice things about our organization is we are still very founder centric. You know, Jim Cook, our founder 40 years ago, still is actively involved in our in our business and our commercial decisions. And, uh, you know, the chain of command in terms of who I reached out to was our CEO, Dave Berwick, the Boston Beer Head of Innovation, Robert Vale, our founder, Jim Cook. And those are the first three people that I spoke with here. So I think it starts at the top and uh, in, in our case, the company really the center in terms of the acceptance of and willingness to explore cannabis. 
your team has this luxury asset of having a built established brand, not only with the infrastructure standpoint, but also with the trust with the consumers. Was that kind of the intention when you were rolling out Teapot was understanding that our consumers right now, they do not consume cannabis, but in the future, we'd like to transition them over. And we think this kind of middle grand product is the perfect one for that origin product um, for the Beaving flagship. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that the nice thing is Teapot has a five second selling story for most people, which is, well, are you familiar with Twisted Tea? Okay. Well, they also make Teapot. Like that ends up being the five second selling story for most, uh, you know, busy dispensaries. And it makes it nice and tight. We don't directly associate ourselves with Twisted Tea because we're a different brand. We're not alcohol. We're not just trying to be an extension of alcohol. And we're not necessarily the same drinker, but we certainly can learn from our successes and how to talk about a brand and how to, how to, you know, throw a good party. Like Twisted Tea is the number 10 beer in America now, like number 10. And that's a result of this grassroots word of mouth and just really just playing the long game. So I do think we could actually be doing more in terms of bringing those two worlds together and really trying to be like the Robin to their Batman. But I think, you know, we got plenty of time to figure out the right way to do it. Are there any cannabis-related challenges that have surprised people internally at the Boston Beer Company? Something that just has completely shocked them that there were some cannabis kind of clamps? You know, <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think of what are some of the more salient ones. You know, one of the things that I think really funny, it's in, I think you'll appreciate this, is beverage alcohol companies are blessed with data. So much data. And every business decision they make has four different points of, of retailer, consumer insight, insights data for them to validate. And there's just not a lot of concrete data in cannabis, whether it's sales or brand awareness or brand health or tracking. And so you do have to kind of infer a lot. You've got to cobble together different types of data sources. You've got to do a lot of different digging to get objective results. So I think like data and a data availability is the one that probably surprised the most amount of people. And then also just how good it can taste. I think most surprises people because alcohol inherently has this taste that you have to mask or compliment. But a cannabis drink doesn't really have much taste. So I would say that on the downside, we surprise a lot of people on how lack of data uh, exists and how we kind of, we work in this ambiguous data world. But I think we pleasantly surprised a lot of people with uh, just how good a cannabis beverage can taste when it's done correctly. Dream cannabis beverage session, three people dead or alive. Oh, right. You said, I remember this question because you guys told me this in advance and I, I wrote my answers down and I forgot them. I know one of them was Carl Sagan. <laughs> That'd be sweet. That's sick. I feel like he'd find it very fascinating. And uh, I would just love to get hang out with that guy. Like Steve Nash, maybe Phoenix Suns. Steve Nash would probably be a pretty cool guy to hang out with and, and get high with. He's a Canadian and he's got some Arizona roots. So that'd be probably a fun guy to hang out with. In that mix, he'd have a he'd have a good time. He's still a long and high together. That'd be a pretty good, pretty good crew. I love seeing people think about that as like that last person, such a challenging one. You don't want to leave anybody out, but there's always someone there. You're like, I just got to put this perfect. Yeah, I think the right answer is your dad or your wife. I should have said my wife, but she, I don't think she wants to be in that conversation. She would get too bored. <laughs> we won't tag her in the conversation. <laughs> what is one factor statistic operating in the, in the cannabis industry that would surprise or shock others to know? What fact or statistic? would surprise people about cannabis. Uh, you know, uh, I think I'm going to butcher this stat, so maybe I try and pull this up. But just like what the percentage of people are that actually are cannabis consumers and how much room there is to grow. Yeah, I just pulled it up. I'm so happy I did this. So um, in Canada, where we're generally considered like a pretty pro-cannabis market, 
uh, actually only 27% of the population consumed cannabis last year. And I think that with, the longer you're in the industry, the more you kind of think everyone's a pothead. But the reality is, uh, no, it's actually like still a growing, like gen pop is still the source, biggest source of growth, you know, and that's why drinks is so fascinating. It's like three quarters of the population doesn't consume weed. And so, and if they were, they probably weren't going to smoke a joint or hit your dab pen. So maybe a cannabis drink is the right scenario for that three quarters of unenlightened uh, future drinker. So how, how challenging is it then to actually forecast what the potential size of the cannabis beverage market could be, given the state-by-state -state hurdles, the expectation that the next generation is going to be a big consumers, plus unlocking that, exactly like you said, all those people right now that don't consume, because that number seems almost impossible to forecast because it just be so large. Well, I think part of that is also your business model, right? We don't own infrastructure. So in terms of building capacity and trying to like guess where the market will be in 10 years, like we don't have, we have the luxury of just allowing it to develop in front of us. We don't try and forecast against hypotheticals. You know, we just look at the current size of the category, put a growth and a modest growth projection against it. You know, like I think, you know, we're up a pretty decent chunk here in Canada. Uh, there's some nuance to that growth, but like most of us are up about 20 plus percent in, uh, in Canada. So like the, the growth is there in cannabis drinks just organically. And then we don't try and project new drinkers into the mix. We just try and stay flexible so that when there is you know a big lift or a big unexpected pop that we can just double down in production. But we, we part of it is us, you know, not needing to be too stressed about that because we don't have infrastructure that we built accordingly. We're, we're just a brand and just, just a recipe. So, Paul, for our listeners, they want to get in touch. They want to try Twisted Tea. Where can they find you? Well, first, if you're in America and you want to try Twisted Tea, just follow us on Instagram. We've got a beautiful Instagram account for Twisted Tea. It's basically just jokes. It's just like a meme account. Uh, twist, just go follow us on Twisted Tea on Instagram, and then you'll you'll start to see what we're up to there. Uh, go to drinkteapot.com. So drinkteapot.com or at drinkteapot on Instagram. You can find our brand, which is a nice product finder, or you can uh, buy our merch. Awesome. Thanks for taking time. This was a lot of fun. Brian, Kellen, thanks, uh, thanks for having me. Cheers. Guys, if you've enjoyed this podcast over the last few years, can you please take three minutes or less and leave us a quick review on Apple or Spotify? All reviews make a massive difference for us and help other people like you find this podcast. From the bottom of our hearts, thank you. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Infused, a cannabis talk show, is a one-of-a-kind look inside the cannabis industry. Meet the amazing people who make cannabis businesses bloom as they join host Nick with Francesca and Mike for creative cannabis conversations. Get an honest look at the business of cannabis, including trends, best and worst practices, products, education, and advocacy. Whether you're kind of curious or running a cannabis, Infused has can of conversations that count. Infused is available on YouTube and is now streaming as part of the PodConnects Network. Network.